Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold, head of marketing of Finos, and this is the Open Source and Finance Podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, I talk with Anna Jimenez Santa Maria, who's the OSPO program manager at the To Do Group. We talk a little bit about OSPOs in finance and ways to overcome industry barriers to accelerate open source adoption, plus a lot more. So, as usual, sit back, relax, and hit the music. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold, head of marketing for Finos. Hope you're doing well. Today, I have Anna Jimenez Santa Maria. Um, she is the OSPO program manager for the To Do Group. Anna, hello. How are you today? Hi. Hello. Um, I Anna's going to be talking at the Open Source and Finance Forum on July 13th and. Uh, London, if you did not know that that was coming up, and um, and Anna's going to be talking about um, OSPOs in finance, and we'll kind of define what an OSPO is soon. But um, uh, but the subtitle is ways to overcome industry barriers to accelerate open source adoption. So Anna, we'll we'll get into your talk very briefly without giving it away. Um, but but let's let's talk about you. Um, uh, you're at the To Do Group, and I know before there you were. Um, other companies as well that we've worked with. So, um, uh, so Anna, uh, who are you and, and what do you do? Yeah, so, well, um, I started the open source, my open source career like five years ago now. And uh, previous, I work at uh, Pizzeria that was focused more on software development analytics firm. So more like data and science stuff. And uh, actually, initially, I, I was more into a marketing role, but that transitioned a lot because then I started to go more into a data science. I finished my master's degree in data science. I moved more into a DevRel role there, tech, more technical stuff. And, and from there, I started to engage uh, with, with the tutor group and with people in the, in the tutor community. And um, so when I started as a program manager in the tutor group, it, the, the community was familiar already for me. And in there, um, one of my missions is to try to build this, this community of OSPO practitioners and also keep growing the, the project uh, itself on the various initiatives we, we keep launching every single uh, year. Cool, so, so tell me, Tell me kind of um, what what the to do group does and then and then as um, opens uh, OSPO program manager, you know, kind of what you do on a daily or even strategic basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, the to do group has been here for around 12 years now. So started actually uh, formed by a group of uh, tech companies in the in the Bay Area. Um, I think it was Google, Twitter, Microsoft was their, you know, like typical Silicon Valley companies. And um, from there, they started to, to expand. Uh, they wanted to create a group of organizations that uh, were willing to know more uh, about open source strategy and how to play open source strategy within the organization uh, on top of the open source efforts. And from there, it started to evolve. And um, 
OSPOs were something adopted not only in the States, but also in other parts of the world, like APAC time zones and also uh, uh, AMRA time zones. And it became global and also cross sectors and so on. So more organizations started to say, oh, uh, we really need a place, a strategic place to put uh, our open source efforts in uh, and a strategy with that to at some point accelerate open source adoption. So what Tudu does is uh, to be this group of people uh, that uh, tries to advocate for this OSPO adoption and education worldwide. And uh, we do this uh, with networking spaces, with training courses, with research on OSPO to try to take the pulse of OSPOs every single year, um, tooling that are useful for OSPOs, and of course, education. Gotcha. Um, and and maybe maybe and we we should actually define uh you know OSPO what what an OSPO is um and so, uh, yeah <laughs> I think is, that is the most important part yeah. I didn't say oh no 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 but 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 it's it and and we were talking earlier and I said that you know we're so used to coming from an open source world that you know we talk about an OSPO but when you get into the financial services industry. Um, especially that's where, you know, you when you start saying OSPO, sometimes um, there are some people that go, you know, uh, what? <laughs> so 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 talk about, you know, what an OSPO is and 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 we can get in, in further into that later on. But um, but just let's get the definition going and, mm -hmm. and then we can work off of that. Yeah, so um, OSPOS has been defined as this center of excellence or center of competency of the organization's open source operation and structure. So uh, if you want to say it quickly, it's uh, a way to put a strategy on top of all the open source efforts that an organization needs to be taken care of. And for instance, some OSPO responsibilities is uh, for instance, prioritize and drive open source upstream development, um, eliminate friction from using up and uh, contributing to open source, manage open source IT infrastructure, give advice on open source, like be this open source advisor for the organization, uh, find ways to grow and retain open source talent inside the organization, oversee open source compliance, um, keep track of like uh, all the security risk involved and make sure like uh, nothing bad happens. <laughs> so, you know, there are so many different things that a company needs to take care of in terms of open source. So uh, there are organizations that said, how can we accelerate this open source adoption since open source drive innovation? Right. Um, so, uh, some organizations decided to say, let's let's have an OSPO, let's, let's take open source in a more serious way and invest on that and full-time employees maybe, and maybe if I have enough resources, also create a, a team that takes care of that, some kind of matrix of experts with, because since this is like so, that have like different um, um topics and uh like knowledge domain knowledge it needs to have like different roles uh but 
always in in a centralized place that it's the OSPO itself. Right. All right. And 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 so have you seen OSPOs that are many people and have you seen OSPOs that are maybe even a single person in an organization? Yeah, so that that is the uh that it's a funny thing because um at the very beginning there was this um perception of uh, OSPOs are only for big corporations, but that is changing. Like we're seeing OSPO also OSPOs being formed in medium-sized companies. And um, there are OSPOs big enough, like they have a, like 10, 20 even uh, team members dedicated on their OSPO team, but there are others that they only have one single person trying to operate uh, and communicate across all the teams. And there are even virtual OSPOs. So people that have some of their time spent in OSPO, but then part of the other time is spent in other different things. So, you know, it's quite diverse. Gotcha, gotcha. So so we'll, we'll come back to, to OSPOs, open source program offices, uh, a little bit later. And, and, and let's... Um, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about your talk um, and uh, uh, OSPOs and finance. And and again, you know, like we don't want to give it totally away because we'd love for people to come and see you there. But but maybe give a hint of, of what you're going to be talking about. And then but let's let's, you know, really go into who should be in the room listening and 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 why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think this talk is uh, quite uh, for uh, any open source managers or open source leaders or any um, uh, high uh, C-level manager in, in finance uh, willing to learn like how to accelerate uh, open source adoptions uh, by adopting an open source program office inside their organization. Cool. Um, and And is there like one nugget that you could give that uh, you're going to talk about uh, that somebody could walk or leave this podcast and go, uh, oh, there, there's there's something I should start thinking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give like um, in a nutshell, like what my talk uh, it's will be about uh, really quick. Uh, so I'm planning to give some context of how how has been open source in finance. Also, like what uh, finance readies. Um, initiative uh, is doing right now to help that um, and also give uh, some examples of uh, organizations in the financial sector that has been implementing OSPO. Some of them are really um, seasoned OSPOs, such as Bloomberg, for instance. Other ones have just started their OSPO a year ago, like Goldman Sachs, but they have uh, uh, and uh, accelerate uh, the open source adoption, and they're doing great. And others, they're also starting their OSPO, uh, like for instance, uh, Fanime. Like, you know, there, there are already OSPOs in the finance sectors out there engaging yep. with finance and with Tudu. And it's it's important to, to see like, how are they doing? And also try to uh, serve with you um, some kind of framework of, uh, okay, uh, where should be the best? When when should be the best time to start an OSPO? Um, in in the if I'm an organi- uh, organization within the finance sector, and uh, where are the different OSPO stages that my organization can be uh, to uh, keep advancing in this OSPO journey? 
Um, and and that's that's basically pretty all I think. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 That's that's great. And and I think you're right. For um, uh, we found I, I know um, I'd, you folks are working on a survey right now, I believe, but and and we'll definitely put links to that. Um, but you know, w- within our state of open source and financial services that we did in 2021, um, I can't re- I can't quote you the number right now, but we did find that um, if there was um, C-level uh, support for for open source, then then that's when you know when the company thrives in contributing back to open source um and you know helping them help themselves almost by contributing back um and 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 so you know when you said that a c-level person who's willing to um you know consider open source and open source contributions should be listening to this talk that that was the first thing that went through my head um that you having the c-level support especially at a larger corporation um is is imperative to to even getting to where an ospos is um going to happen in the first place is that mm-hmm. what you've seen yeah i mean i think like um infusing the c-level managers of this understanding of why open source is important and then uh ways to accelerate this open source adoption uh through the resources there are right now in in this ecosystem such as ospos are key to um convince right now because there there is one point going on uh right now from organizations that they are not yet in the process of starting ospo because they really need to first um serve the value of ospos to these c-level managers so right. uh that's why like the main audience i think here should be uh these people and also of course the open source managers to have this deep understanding of how to frame this ospos and why it's important yeah no i um uh, with you on that and, and and so like getting into like the benefits of an ospo and, and you touched on some of them earlier and actually there were a lot of them right <laughs> um uh and and what they do uh Tell me, you know, again, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you're talking about Goldman um, because uh, one of the uh, folks that, that you know, are, are heavily involved or I'm not even sure runs the OSPO there, um, uh, Rob Underwood actually used to work, uh, came from Finos um, and, and ended up at uh, Goldman, you know, working in that OSPO. And then uh, I believe it's John Mark Walker is uh leading the ospo at fannie mae yeah. um and uh you know and, and known john for a long time uh, that, that actually he you know he he came from the open source world as opposed to really the um you know from the financial services side so um and and, and i've seen some others uh gil yehuda you know is at us bank and mm-hmm. um and and so so i think it's interesting that that a lot of, some some of the ospos that that we know of um oh, who is somebody's at city right now too that came from red hat oh uh, yeah uh katrina yeah, katrina yes. yeah correct yes yeah, so, you know so so it, it's it's i i i think that what's what's interesting to see right now is a lot of these ospo leaders are coming from the open source side from again a a a uh just kind of looking out there to to what we know um uh but what 
what I think that we'll see with the maturity of OSPOs and financial services, and, and is my guess in the future, is that you will end up having more leaders in OSPOs that are coming from financial services, because just like you know, you and I, you know, like like we kind of were, or you know, born in in open source, and and a lot of developers are now that that. Um, that are being, you know, that are in school right now. Um, you know, their resumes are on Git or GitHub or GitLab. Um, you know, and and that's just open source is is a normal way of life for a lot of developers and technologists now. Um, but you know, I I'm, I am wondering if if in five years from now, if you see the leaders in OSPOs where where they came from, if they came from open source and technology companies, or if they came from financial services companies, because financial services companies are really starting to, you know, again, um, have more people involved with not only the consumption of open source, but the contribution as well. So it's just going to be a normal part of life. And, mm -hmm. and you didn't have to come from outside of the company from, you know, a, a purely open source role someplace else. That was a long yeah. way of saying, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's it's my expectations, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, please. Like uh, you're asking me, like how do I see um, like the the roles, right? That comes right. Uh, to to have this open source uh, responsibility to take these open source responsibilities. So uh, to answer this, I I think that. Um, I would love, I don't know if that will happen, but I would love to see the more hybrids because that is what we need. And I think like OSPOS, it's, an, it's some kind of a door of that. Like uh, OSPOS, uh, one of the goals that has uh, to achieve like a effective open source program office is to uh, infuse to the whole organization uh, the values and the culture of open source. So if that happens, like if organization finally have achieves that, it means like uh, the different teams, uh, marketing, uh, human resources, IT, they understand open source. They understand and, and they see the value of open source and it's, um, and it's quite attractive for them to contribute and give back to the community. So if, if we are able to do that, it means that a person that maybe comes from the financial sector um, and it's specialized more and comes from that um, background, eventually will have uh, knowledge in open source. And that will be an hybrid and will be able to uh, speak the two languages, you know? Yeah. So exactly. I, I, will, I will love to see that in, in, in the near future or in the future at least. Yes, yes, yeah. No, and... and... And I think that, you know, when you think back, think back five years when you when you first started in open source, that's when you said and and even, you know, with your time at Baturja, like I, I would venture to say that, you know, yes, it's true that financial services companies are have been classically a little bit behind in the uptick of of contributions to open source. Um, but you know, with in this foundation, especially in you know four or five years, we've seen an incredible amount of growth, especially in the past two years, um, of this adoption of contributing to open source licensing, changing 
um uh and 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 even you know more and more ospos um uh popping up in financial services companies so so I, I wouldn't say that it it's you know it's not attainable but um uh but uh yeah i, I near future 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 I, I i i think that um and and pl- you know let, let's let's go back to it too you know the, the work that finos is doing the work that the to do group is doing um you know the open source readiness and 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 mm-hmm. also you know all of all of the above like the more that is happening right now and the more that you can kind of get the word out and again going back to the getting the c suite um people involved um that that's going to accelerate it even further and and i'm i'm assuming that you know again back to ospos and finance ways to overcome industry barriers to accelerate open source adoption like like your your talk is primed for for opening up that ability within financial services you know not just in the future but the very near future um it that's my guess <laughs> uh yeah um what what is the question oh sorry sorry just um <laughs> you know like i i'm i'm basically saying that you know the, the work that you do is maybe less of a question sorry okay <laughs> i do that a lot is it's less of a question it's more like you know the the, the work of the to-do group the work of the open source readiness sig the you know talks like this that are talking about you know how to actually accelerate um you know get past barriers it, it, because this regulated industry is 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 that's you know that is the reason for being um behind um but you know if um yeah so it's more of a statement sorry <laughs> mm. yeah yeah um i also wanted to add that um i think this kind of talks that focus on specific sectors are really important because yeah. um i really wanted to have this kind of talks and also uh to see like what the community like the, the the input from the community and and, and some advices from the community because um, it is quite different the states where the OSPOs in uh, open source or organizations uh, in finance are in terms of the open source journey and maybe the OSPO journey if you are comparing it with other sectors um, as far as I know and based on uh, the learnings taken from other organizations in finance starting the OSPO. Um, I think um, many of these organizations are in a really early stage of trying first to realize the benefits of open source code and, and how to collaborate. And they're really in the in a legal driven stage, like uh, how can we build safe and open source compliance code? Like if you're talking about how to like all the community um building stuff is like yeah we know that it's maybe maybe they don't even know if that is important but they first need to assert like the, all the legal side is uh is fixed it's it's compliant and, and so on so um having this kind of talks of okay from this uh sector from this industry uh, where are these barriers and and what defines uh, an organization in the finance sector uh, trying to advance in their open source and or OSPA journey? So I, yes, and and so I also want to make sure that um uh, that we talk about you have a survey out right now. Is that correct? Oh yeah, we we have. 
<laughs> I saw it pop up on LinkedIn the other day. I was like, oh yeah, um, I, I forgot that that was out there. So, so can you talk a little bit about your survey as well? Yeah, sure. So every every year we try to uh, launch a survey. We call it the OSPO survey to take a pulse of how OSPOs are uh, being adopted worldwide and across sectors. Like what is the status of, of OSPOs every single year and try to get take this pulse um, from year to year. So uh, we just launched the 22 OSPO survey. And we would love to uh, open source any open source managers engaging in organizations having an OSPO or a similar strategy uh, open source initiative. Uh, please take the survey because um, we 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 will we'll need a lot of help here and um, as as many as uh, participants as possible to have quality insights and bring quality insights to the community. Very good. Um, yes, and, and we'll make sure that we put it in the show notes here um, and we will send it out to um, all the folks that we know that are in OSPOs and financial services um, that are members or non-members that we know about as well. Um, so uh, so awesome. if you are if you are part of, part of an OSPO, um, please look at the link for the survey um, for the 2022 OSPO survey. Um, cool. Well, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you in, let's see, just over a week now as of this recording. Um, and uh, uh, I'm actually heading off to London uh, tomorrow. Uh, so uh, 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 hopefully uh, hopefully he throws open uh, by the time we get there. But anyway, um, uh, but thank you. Thank you so much for uh, uh, speaking today. And, and thank you for uh, speaking at the conference as well. And also, you know, like, again the 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 work that you do on a on a daily basis uh through the to do group um uh very much appreciated especially within this community thank you thank you so much and also thank you so much for for having me today and for the opportunity to to talk and share my remarks and and see you and see you next week yeah no this sounds great and and we'll have to do this again and then we can actually talk about you know all the benefits that you're actually going to talk about in your talk as well next time too so um uh on on how to accelerate uh uh open source within financial services so um with that um uh, again in the show notes uh you'll find a link to anna's talk um for the open source and finance forum on july 13th um please if you're uh, already coming then um uh, come and see her talk. And uh, if you're not already coming, please sign up. Um, and then get involved with the community, uh, get involved with the to-do group, get involved with Finos, get involved uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, our website, but also we have Slack channels that um, we have uh, very active members that talk about the things that are going on within the foundation. Um, and I will put links to uh, as much as I can within the show notes. So thank you again, Anna. And um, uh, with that, I'm going to say good day, good night, wherever you are. Thank you.